This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about finding a job. Um, both Mark and Judy had shared in the beginning part of the show that they were working um, in their home countries and came to the United States and landed up working in different areas, which can be very um, scary and overwhelming when you need to support a family and you don't know how things work here. Um, so in terms of resumes, um, Judy and Mark, did you have a resume when you came to the United States, Judy? Um, I, I, I had already a prepared resume. Um, in fact, I already have the Indeed uh, account when I um, transferred or moved into Kuwait five years ago. Um, this is the platform that I've used to find a job in Kuwait, a teaching job. I'm a teacher by profession. And that is also uh, when we came here in the U.S., I already had this prepared resume uh, because that's my first um, plan is actually to uh, for a job hunting. So looking for a job. And um, yeah, uh, before I came here, I received already offers from different schools. Um, I was uh, quite nervous at the time uh, because uh, the transition also to landed in a new job in America, it's like overwhelming. But then eventually I came up and to have a, I landed a job with Kinetics helping, you know, nurses coming here. And I, I am really fascinated because uh, we've been there. We're immigrant ourselves and, I felt like having a job as an onboarding specialist is not only like you're having your daytime job, but it's a kind of, of fulfillment for me to help also those nurses and spouses coming here because we know the situation, we've been there, and I felt like this kind of job will help them a lot, and I could help them also give them uh, support when they come here. Okay. So for you, Judy, it was probably, it, it, it seems like it was actually a, a surprise to land up in a position that you didn't expect, but actually mm -hmm. find very fulfilling because you yes. thought you were going to be coming as a, as a teacher. Yes, exactly, Tanya. And, and my advice also, Tanya, is just like what Mark did. Um, do not, you have to have an open mind. Like you don't focus on the position that you want to apply. It really depends on the availability in the place. Um, and also something that will makes you happy. I think that's very, very important. Yeah, definitely. Something that makes you happy and also earns money because mm -hmm. it's important, especially if you come with limited finances in the beginning to become financially stable and have two incomes. And Mark, can you share with the viewers, did you have a resume and did you have a, an idea in your head of what you wanted to do? Because I know you've mentioned that it was different. You landed up initially doing something totally different. Uh, technically, first, I, I didn't make any resume because when we arrived here, my wife told me that uh, I should focus first in uh, establishing our situation while I was the one doing everything, the errands and 
taking care of our son while she was the one working because she told me that um, you worked for 17 years so you could have a little uh, rest for a, uh, a moment just to help uh, the errands here in the house. But after a few months, I decided to apply. Uh, I made a resume. It's easy. I just made resume when I was I was using the library in in the county where we was. There was a computer there, so I uh, I connected to the link like Indeed and other uh, application sites. But uh, most of the jobs were outside the place where we're staying, so I decided to look around the area. And I ended up working, as I told you, my first was do doing the housekeeping, even though my wife was not happy about it because she said uh, she she feels bad for me because I do I didn't do that kind of work when I was in the Philippines because my work there is more on doing um, promoting. And uh, when we, we transferred to uh, another county, which is right now we're living, that's the time I was able to find a job as a CNA instructor because I went to school there and the owner told me, why don't you teach CNA here? Because I have a background because I was a nurse myself, but I didn't practice it in the Philippines. Then as I was doing CNA instructor, I decided to look uh, for another job and uh, I, I met a friend of mine in Orlando and he said, why don't you try case management? And I said, okay. So when I applied in their company, I was able to uh, get inside and I worked as a case management. That's the first time I did in work from home where I was doing remote work. And uh, it's new for me, but I, I got adjusted as very fast. Then I met Bong. Uh, when we moved here in the community and he told me, do you want to try onboarding? And I said, what's that? And he explained to me the process and uh, I decided, okay, I'm going I'm to try it. So I ended up here right now and I really love it because it's, it's, it's related to my work in the Philippines where I keep on helping people and talking to people and promoting like uh, I do right now, promoting Connetics and uh, helping nurses coming in here. Because uh, I've seen the process where when you come here, you don't have anything. Nobody's helping you. No no onboarding, no everything. We There's no signing. My wife has no signing bonus. She just came here. We we paid all the NPLEX, the fees, everything. And we were just given three days in the temporary housing. And we need to find a, a permanent housing as soon as possible. So that's why I... I always share my experience to the nurses that are coming in that you have to be very you have to you're you're so lucky that Connetics uh, is helping you establishing here because if you're do if you what happened to my family during those times if you're not physically emotionally ready you you're gonna decide sometimes to why did we come here like question like that so um, it's just you have to be patient. And uh, I, in my, I don't know because in my part, I'm, my wife said I'm the one that's anchoring because there are times that my wife is also experienced. She, she, there was a time that she wanted to come back to the Philippines because she's not happy here, and I told her no, we have to give it a try. And she was happy that uh, I was the one pushing her to be positive. And uh, right now she's very happy because we're here. We have our house. Our son is. Uh, every, on college. That's why when I talk to the Connetics nurses, 
I always share them that your spouses, they have to be also supportive of you and support them, what even what job they could uh, get as of the moment. It's just temporarily because as time goes by, uh, they could find a re job related to their uh, work experience where, where they came from. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's so valuable, so important what you've just shared. Sometimes the, the spouse, sometimes the nurse, sometimes the spouse, sometimes the nurse has to be the supportive one and the anchor, as you put it. I think that's a great word to use um, because it's not always a straight line. You know, sometimes we find nurses will come here and they will, they're an accountant and they find an accounting job or they're a teacher and they find a teaching job or they, you know, it's kind of like a straight line. But very often it's a journey which Mark has, has just described where you start off in one job in your home country and you come here and as a spouse, it's not easy. You know, you kind of lose your identity a little bit where you are the breadwinner and then you come here and you have to do another job or you go into a remote town and you have to find um, a, a position that you didn't ever expect to be doing. Richard, what would you say are some of the biggest mistakes that you see um, spouses make in terms of the resume specifically? Good question, Tanya. Good question. Specifically, um, and I wish I could share my resume, but uh, that will be for another day. I see that I have noticed, shall we say, that, uh, you know, resume formats are different all the way around the world. So the key thing I would advocate is for newly arrived spouses. Uh, first of all, talk to me so I can help you. Secondly, I would be sharing with you the actual formatting that uh, is expected here in the United States. I think that's a key stumbling block. It's not something that you would expect um, coming from another culture, but it is relevant here. And so just the presentation is really critical. I think that is the you know the number one stumbling block to overcome, which can easily be done, and uh, that's why I enjoy working with our spouses. I mean, I you know I've advocated for years that I I thought that overlooking spouses is overlooking half of the equation. So we need to bring them into the into the loop, and uh, you know helping them get started professionally in a new country is challenging, but also exciting. Um, and I like working with people such that, you know, you just start with the basics. Let's get the format right for the resume. Then from there, we can start our job search. Then from there, we can start networking. We can go onto the online platforms. We can go onto LinkedIn. It is a process. And, uh, you know, like was mentioned earlier, it is not a straight line. My family are communist refugees from Cuba. My grandfather was a, a well-to-do business owner. And when he got here, he was a janitor. He had to support the family. And that's just what you have to do. But, uh, you know, it's my pleasure, great pleasure working with the international spouses and trying to get them started career wise here in the United States. I enjoy it. And it's uh, it's challenging and it might not be a straight line, but I'm here to help you for sure. Thank you, Richard. And I, I'm just sitting here thinking I'm just looking at Mark, Judy and Richard and thinking I feel really proud um, that we have onboarding um, specialists that have lived this journey of immigration in their families that might be immediate or, or um, past generations and have such passion and kindness and, and thoughtfulness in trying to help the whole family. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. AMN Healthcare Network is currently recruiting registered nurses around the world to live and work in the United States. To learn more and apply, go to amnhealthcare.com international. That's amnhealthcare.com forward slash international. On with the show. Miata, there are some very different things 
um, about how, let's start with the resume. The resume is formatted in the United States. Can you share with everybody, um, Richard you know, spoke very briefly about um, the fact that just the format looks different. Can you talk about what's expected in a U.S. resume? Well, absolutely. You know, one of the things that we we have to understand is that in um, countries outside of the United States, um, individuals tend to put on personal aspects of their background. And here in the U.S., that's definitely one of the things that we will um, take off the resume. So things like your marital status, your um hobbies if they're not related to your current position that you are applying for. Um, And of course the formatting, the font has to be very, very streamlined. Um, One of the big things that we've kind of moved into right now is um, making sure that your resume is ATS compliant. And you'll hear about it all the time. And what that really means is because we've moved into into this age of technology, is that a lot of companies have a resume tracking system. Um, it's, you know, no more going to, you know, emailing the human resources department and, you know, being able to email a, a manager directly. Um, a lot of companies have streamlined that. So one of the most important things is stating the position you are applying for, um, having a really strong and solid um, introduction, right? But the introduction, again, is not a job description. It's about your core competencies, meaning what are your your strongest strengths, your qualifications, and how you can embed them into the organization or the company that you are applying for. So resumes are very technical. A lot of people think they can do them on their own. Some have tried, some have failed, but it's really because of the industry that we are in now when it comes to technology and how recruiters are sourcing resumes, that it's really important to think like a recruiter. And it's really important to make sure that your resume embodies the job that you're applying for. One of the things I always tell my clients is that if you're interested in applying for a job, number one, be flexible because there there's an abundance of positions available and each company will call one position so many different names. And I can go into the back end of that, but that becomes a longer a longer story, of course. And to keep it short, just to say that if you're creating a resume for a specific job or specific industry, it's really important for you as an individual to do your due diligence, right? And by that, I really mean doing industry research. What are the key words that these individuals or these companies are using to highlight on their job description? Find those keywords and embed them into your resume. Look at multiple uh, jobs that might be called the same thing and see what the differences are. Because because of the plethora of positions that are available, it's going to be hard to kind of um, stand out. And if you're not doing what's important to help stand out, um, then, of course, you know, you want to focus on areas that you can help build onto your resume. So you're not writing a resume based upon Uh, basically writing a resume based upon the job description that you've held in the past, you're creating a narrative. You're creating a story. You need to quantify, and this is one of the areas that I think a lot of individuals don't really think about, is employers nowadays want to see quantifiable data. And that basically means is, show me the numbers. Let me understand what impact you made at your current position. Because numbers necessarily, numbers really help kind of give a bigger and clearer picture as opposed to say, I managed a team. 
But if you say I managed a team of 40 individuals, that kind of gives more of an impact to that recruiter to, 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 or hiring manager to get a better sense of, you know, what your level of qualification is and what impact you can bring into that organization. But of course, you know, there are many different ways to format resumes based upon your experience. If you've had no experience, if you're coming back from, you know, hiatus, um, having been in the workforce for so many years, and that's where Resume Recruit comes in. We help you navigate that. We have a conversation with you to really help build that story um, and to basically create a narrative that you can present and help, um, you know, help your job search. Okay, so some very, very important and interesting tips there, Miata, that maybe most immigrants don't really think about. Um, you know, I think Richard mentioned how when a, when uh, somebody comes here from the United States, they're different formats, they're different things. Like, for example, in South Africa, where I come from, you would put your first job you've ever had first, whereas in the United States, you put your most current job first. So there can be some formatting differences. But I think interesting where you sp speak about um, creating that narrative, because that's kind of a different way for many immigrants to think about a resume, whereas most people would think of it like you're just putting down the jobs, you're just putting down your, your history. And Judy, Mark, Richard, as onboarding specialists, if you have a candidate who is a spouse who has a skill set that they're not going to be able to use in the United States. So for example, I'm just thinking as I'm speaking, we were in the Philippines recently and I was speaking to a nurse and her husband is a seafarer. He works on, you know, in, in, on boats and ships and there, there really isn't that kind of job in the United States. What kind of advice would you give to someone putting together their resume if that job doesn't exist or maybe there isn't, maybe they like Mark go to a town of 3,000 people and maybe the job that they were doing in their yeah. home country yes. just doesn't um, you know, it doesn't right. exist. Richard, you're nodding your head. Well, what, what first of all, we, do have, we have seafarers. That's, we have merchant marines. <laughs> um, so that's a, that's an excellent question. What what I would advise as a recruiter would be to summarize the skill that they use, let's just say, in seafaring. Okay, let's just say you're a captain of a, fishers, uh, of a fishing boat, maybe. Well, what are those skill sets? And now how can we tie them together and present them in a way that is not specific to being a sea captain. Uh, I have excellent organizational skills. I know, you know, how to run a team. I know how to organize all the um, parts that have to come together to make that boat operate every day. So, I, I mean, that's a fun challenge because I would take that individual and, and obviously have a long discussion and, and then portray those skills and traits the matter is more mm, conveyable to other roles in other industries. I think okay. that can easily be done. Well, perhaps not yeah. easily. It would be, but that would definitely be a fun one. That would be a fun one. Okay, good. And um, so it's really highlighting those things, like Miata said, where you're looking for skill sets that you've got in your um, in your in your past, in your in your resume and your background, and then seeing how that can be translated to creating the narrative as Miata said. Yes. Mark or Judy, anything yes. to add to what Richard has said about helping a spouse if maybe their, their specific job type doesn't exist in the United States? I mean, the seafarer does exist, of course, as Richard said, but I'm just, you know, just taking an example 
of something where maybe they're not going to be doing exactly what they did in in their home country. Judy, you're so nodding. What else? What anything else to add? Um, Tanya, the good thing about Meredith uh, Lebanon Healthcare is that they are willing to also provide uh, jobs for the spouses who are not RNs. So in the hospital facility, they also have some openings for spouses. And when I talk to Don and Nikki, all they have to do is to send their resume to the facility. So I encourage them to do that if they want to. Others, I also advise them to, you know, uh, to widen their networking, like their network. Uh, we have the uh, Philippine Nursing Association of Memphis who knows a lot of companies or a potential, you know, uh, employer who um, accepting applicants. And also, just like what Richard said a while ago, it's not the particular job that you had before and you're looking for to apply here in America, but the skills that you can apply to the new job opportunity that you are applying for, your organizational skills, your computer skills, if you... Um, if you well known about machines, if you are a chef, so there's a lot of skills that you can use and put on your resume for applying uh, to a particular position. So here, I advise the spouses to look for a job that can, you know, that they can have the um, uh, the opportunity uh, to. Um, how can I say that, Tanya? The thing is, most of the spouses here, this is what I've, I, based on my experience, they're looking for a part-time job, a job that they can attend still with their children because their their uh, nursing spouse are working full-time. So uh, they're looking for a job that they can, you know, manage their time, looking after the kids, and at the same time, they can earn money to support the family. So there's a lot of job opportunities in every state. All you have to do is to prepare a very effective resume, look for platforms, widen your network, uh, know people who knows who. And uh, I think that's just the first, the basic thing that you should do when you're looking for, for a job. Okay. So also got a lot of good advice there and some very practical things like widening your network. Or just having an open mind when you look at the hospital system or the, the long-term care facility, wherever your spouse, the, the healthcare worker is working, um, is just looking at other opportunities there and having a broadening your mind. And as Miata says, creating that narrative, as Richard has said, looking for those skill sets that you might have that might match that particular job. Mark, do you have any um, final words of advice for spouses of RNs looking for a job? Uh, well, uh I think uh, almost Richard and uh, uh, Judy already said all those uh, th things that are regarding the, uh, they have to broaden their skills aside from the skill set that they have. One advice is the only, uh, I could only give one advice to the one spouses is uh, you have to swallow your pride. That's the best advice I have and be very adaptive to your uh, surroundings because uh, it will not be your comfort zone. That's what I'm telling all the nurses coming in here with their spouses, because I have experienced that, uh, like when I was there, one spouse, uh, he went back to the Philippines because he could not do anything here because he wants to be a manager. So if you keep on harping on your skill set and if you could find it here, it will be 
be re- it will be really hard for you when you when you're here in the United States. So uh, I only advise to the nurses, especially to their spouses, is keep an open mind, uh, be patient, and uh, even though you're gonna get a job, and if if you're not happy about it, just you know. Um, build up your skill set and uh, if there's an opportunity regarding your skills uh, opening in the area where you you are then grab it and if they're going to hire you that's it but uh, that's what i'm telling everybody when they come here so you have to because some spouses i know pride sometimes is a, a burden so i tell all the nurses that they have to be uh, they have to talk to each other all the time and be supportive and uh, even though the job example they got is not the one they like, I, I always tell their their counterpart, the nurses, the spouse, or the nurse that support your spouse if that's the job they have. That's the only advice I could give uh, for the nurses that are, their spouses are coming here in the United States. Well, that's really good advice, Mark. And thank you for being transparent and honest, because I think that's what Onwards and Upwards is all about. It's 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 empowering nurses with knowledge and the experience of those who've gone through this process or the experts like Miata, Richard, of, of sharing their experience um, to help. Um, and swallowing your pride is a big one for the spouse. As you're talking, I'm thinking of my own husband who came here in South Africa. He used to own his own business. And when he came here, he was working. Mm-hmm. We lived in San Diego and he was working in Los Angeles. He had to travel up and down every day and he hated it. He hated it. He was miserable. It was terrible. He used to take take his suitcases, put them on the bed and start packing and say, I want to leave here. I don't want to be here. Um, And today he really is the proudest American you'll ever find. So it does get better, as Mark says. um, But it's important to know that um, it is going to be a transition and it is important to work as a team. So that with that said, I want to thank the panel, um, Judy, Mark, Richard, and Miata for joining us for this hour. It has been fun and informative. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and hit the follow button on your podcast player and leave us a review. AMN Healthcare International is currently recruiting registered nurses around the world to live and work in the United States. We offer both direct hire and staff recruitment, giving you more options and flexibility to begin your American dream. To learn more and apply, go to amnhealthcare.com international. There's also a link in the description. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations.